You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. We tell ourselves that we are the walking dead. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to The Rambling Dead, the unofficial The Walking Dead podcast, a poppychularadio.com original series, Poppy Chula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, February 11th, 2019, and I'm your host, Madison Fitzpatrick. During this podcast, we are going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the AMC series, The Walking Dead. Please welcome my co-host, Jeffrey Aruz. I'm a kid, asshole. And Legionnaire. Hi. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everyone. It is so good to be on air with you guys today. I'm so happy yeah. that we get to uh, come back and, and talk about this amazing show after the midseason finale. So let's jump into our recap of season nine, episode nine, which was titled Adaptation and aired Sunday, February 10th, 2019. Here is the official synopsis of the episode. The communities thought they would build a better future separately, but the recent loss of one of their own drives them to band together. New leaders rise when a disturbing and dangerous threat is unmasked, and an escaped captive revisits his past. So, what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? We'll hear from Legionnaire first. Uh, I was very excited about it. I'm glad to be back. Um, definitely um, had some cool stuff happen in the ep- in this episode, you know, which I fully expected, you know, from um, from our uh, fabulous director Greg Nicotero. So, yeah, it was it was um, without getting too deep into it. My first impressions is I was pleasantly uh surprised that it was a great um great comeback great comeback all right what about you jeffrey you know what i'm going to co-sign with a lot of what legionnaire just said i thought it was a really good really interesting and, and pretty strong episode to return with we got some interesting um twists and turns and and uh, reveals and that kind of stuff and um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. So, Legionnaire, <laughs> sit down. Maddie Fitz, Uh-oh. sit down. <laughs> oh, God. I actually liked Negan in this episode. <laughs> I did. I can't even believe it. And and I I'm really fascinated by 
this storyline and, and this sort of turn of events. So um, I'm, I can't even believe I've said this because I've been tired of the man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I I really I I liked it 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 did it it did it did it did it with all of the did it is in it. Wow. <laughs> well, I do co-sign with you guys as well. I uh, I thought this new episode was very exciting. Um, I thought there was some oh my gosh moments. I also thought it wasn't you know there wasn't anything huge happening or anything huge that we really need to you know like really like talk about in depth you know what I mean um but there was a lot of things that I did really really like and yes I am going to co-sign with you as well Jeffrey I did like Negan in this episode too ah it's crazy it's crazy but it's probably because I'm, I'm liking him a little bit more when he came back for the 300th episode on Supernatural so hey I'm a little biased but well, whatever. <laughs> so before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of The Walking Dead, here is our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. Poppychularadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Radio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. All right, guys, so let's break this new episode down. It was crazy um, mid-season finale. We have a new threat to our people, so it's a lot going on. So we get like a, a kind of like a recap of what happened um, last um, episode narrated by Michonne, which was kind of interesting at first. Like I... I really felt like she was giving 
a recap as as we were giving like as one of us you know like a reporter or something was giving a recap of a tv show mm-hmm. you know i i didn't I didn't feel like it was kind of coming from the character. I felt like it was more of like a reporter, but you know, whatever. So we, we got a recap, um, of that. And then, um, we pick up, uh, where the last episode left off in the cemetery and, um, they realize, uh, that these walkers are actually people and they're around them and they're trying to kill them. And, you know, they have a walker's face on, um, so they are forced to carry Jesus's body away, um, because more of these, you know, whispers come, um, come about and, um, they, they run away, um, and take Jesus. So what did you guys think of this opening, um, kind of, you know, a recap of this new enemy of the whispers? What did you guys think of, you know, the opening and, and recapping that? Um, I thought it was a great uh, a great way to get things started, so that we definitely, you know, pick pick up where things kind of left off, um, you know, with the tragic death of Jesus, and you know, the discovery, uh, you know, or the reveal of the whispers. Um, it, it brought up a lot of questions for me, though, because it's like, okay, how exactly does the skin thing work? Um, you know, because we knew that, you know, when you, we've understood in past episodes that, you know, when the, uh, um, Walker guts and stuff are spread over you, they can't smell you or sense you or whatever, but this whole thing that they're doing with the skin seems a little different. So I'm, I'm wondering if we'll get some kind of. I don't know explanation of how that works for them or whatever, and but it's very interesting. I mean, because it's definitely something that's pulled from the comics, and um, it's going to make for an interesting, um, interesting storyline if if they're as deadly as they are in the comic books. Anything? Any thoughts on uh, for you, Jeffrey? Uh, no. Uh, I I mean, I thought it was a good way to come back from the break uh, but uh yeah i, I mean I, I i liked it mm-hmm. nothing too too uh mind-boggling I yeah guess, although right? i will <laughs> say i thought it was very easy how they got out of the graveyard like i thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be a bigger to do and it just seemed like pretty simple like okay let's carry jesus and uh you know don't forget eugene and let's hightail it out of here Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did think of that as well about how, um, you know, how fast they did it. To yeah. me. Like I felt like they could have done that as quick as Jesus could have got out by himself. Yeah. Like he didn't need to, right, but at, right. at the same token, they didn't know that they were really up against people. No, right? correct. But still at, so, at the end of yeah. the, yeah. the, uh, no, I, the mid season, like mm-hmm. finale, like I thought they were going to be like, it was like a surrounded type of situation and it was going to be like a bigger mm-hmm. fight. And I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was very easy for them, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing because I, I guess the writers wanted to, uh, get into the episode versus like really continuing on and making the graveyard, uh, mm-hmm. bigger than it was. Yeah. I totally get what you mean there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, so we've recapped um, what happened at the mid-season. So um, we kind of go back to another huge um, or a big deal that happened in the mid-season was Negan leaving his cell. Um, that, I know, shook a lot of people when they were watching. They are like, oh my gosh, no, now he's going to take over. And um, But... What we're seeing now is a little different. So first Negan breaks out of his cell. He goes, he grabs a tomato, I think it was, or an apple or something. Tomato. No, he's in, yeah, he's enjoying his freedom a little bit. So he breaks uh, into Judith's room and he has like a shovel. And, you know, most of us maybe thought, oh God, like he's going to, you know, try to kill them or, or Michonne or something. She's not there. Nobody's there. He sees, you know, some artwork on the wall and um he sees herschel's stopwatch um from glenn's grave um on on a little hanger and and he takes that and he puts it on around his neck and um he throws on you know normal clothes and he puts a hat on he has a bag so it looks like he's going to be escaping somewhere but before he can jump over the fence our little what do we call ass kicker (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Our little ass kicker Judith stops him with her gun, and she's like, "What? You, like, what were you thinking? You you were gonna do? Like, run away, kind of thing?" And um, reluctantly, she lets him go, and um, she says, "There's nothing out there for you." And he's like, "Mm-hmm. Like, sure, right." And uh, I promise you, I won't hurt anyone, even if they try to hurt me. And she says, okay, but if I see you again, I'll shoot you. And he's like, mm-hmm, like I would too. So, and he goes away. So what did you uh, guys think of this whole encounter with both of them? I thought it was super cute. Um, if it were me, I would probably shoot my gun up in the air, notifying other people that this was happening. And I just wouldn't shoot him myself, but I don't know about letting him go. So, what did you guys think? Would you have let him go? Or do you think Judith's, you know, decision was right? What did you think, Jeffrey? Well, based off of the rest of the episode, which we will get to in a moment, I feel like her decision was right. I I feel like she's um, picked up some of, uh, like, Rick's knowledge and, and, and wisdom. Like, I don't know how, because she was, like, very teeny tiny. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of thing, and um, she's also not his biological child. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. But it looks like she has sort of picked up like his um, his judge of character, and I felt like what she did was very much a, something that Rick could have done. Not necessarily when he was being all dictator. Or, or wanting wanting vengeance and that kind of stuff, but he is he was the type of character that would let people learn their own lessons and that kind of thing. And, and I felt like Judith maybe felt like he needed to learn a lesson or something, or he needed to to achieve an epiphany, or or he needed to figure things out. And I think that's what she was trying to do with him. Because, as you mentioned, she easily could have, like, immediately ratted him out. She could have shot him. She could have done anything to, like, stop him from leaving. 
but she didn't. And uh, I felt like that was very much a, a Rick kind of thing to do, which I liked. What about you, Legionnaire? Um, I was in support of that. I didn't know if she... It kind of took me a minute to kind of really get into her character when she was pointing at the gun, the gun at him. But the actress was really able to sell it. She sold it for me very well. So it was like, wow, she's going to fucking shoot you. <laughs> you know, if if she is of a mind to do that, she is, she will. I mean, I really felt like she would. Um, so I really felt like in that moment, it was like, look, you know what? You're, you're leaving. Stay gone. Don't come back. Because if you come back, I will shoot you. So, and of course, because of other things that happened in the episode for that particular character, um, you know, I'm glad it happened like that. And it, and it sold well. It was believable, inconceivable that it would unfold like that. Right. Yeah. And I, I completely agree. Like, at first, I was like, what is this girl doing? And then as we go on in the episode, I'm like, okay, okay, I understand now. But at first, I was like, oh, dear God, like, here we go. But mm -hmm. I do like their relationship. I do. I think, and I think sometimes, is this like a Carl and a Negan relationship? Or is it something different? So I'm, you know, I'm hesitant, but I'm more believing in their relationship. So, um Side note, and I, Tara. And I, and I, sorry. No, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say, and I think we also have to remember that a lot of time has passed between the time they first threw him in the cell and the time that he, you know, had the opportunity to escape. So you know, and there's a lot of time where there's been conversations with him, and you know, I I, I suspect that there were probably aspects of him that was starting to change even as he was captive um so yeah that so again that that helped to sell the fact that she would just let him be on his way it's like if you leave it just going to be gone right yeah because you know he did spend a lot of time in his jail cell and maybe he did change i don't know but we will see <laughs> right so, um, like I was saying earlier, so, um, side note, so at the, um, hilltop, so Tara Alden, which is my boyfriend, not Enid's, just saying, Enid, <laughs> are, um, going to send out a search party, um, to locate Eugene's search party, um, and our new guy, Luke, offers to help, which I thought was pretty cool, like, obviously, he wants to help, he's a cool guy, and I really do like his character, so, kudos to him. So, um, on the way to back to Hilltop after discovering everything that has just unfolded in the mid season, um, our group spots a smaller group of walkers nearby and they're like, Hmm. And I love Eugene's, um, question. He goes, are those, um, the original recipe or those new cooked up ones and i was like <laughs> i just i died it was so funny i was like yes eugene thank like for your commentary it was so funny so then you know the group's like well let's find out so 
And there's this bridge, and Daryl goes on the bridge, and he uses his crossbow, and he shoots them in the leg. He shoots one. They don't go down. Hmm. Obviously not in pain. So, Walker. He shoots another one in the leg. Oh, my God. He falls down. He's in agony. Then the other walkers, you know, realize, oh, this is a human being, and start to eat them. Two other walkers in the back stop, slowly realize, oh, shit were being you know cornered they turn around michonne's there um you know she kills two of them and then before killing a third one she gets on her knees and surrenders so daryl rips off her masks and her mask and you know she begs for her life and they're like who are you what are you where like how many more of you you know just questioning her about what this new group is and um they hear more walkers and they're like, you know what? Let's just take her. So they take her as a hostage and um, bring her back with them. So what did you guys um, think of this encounter? I thought the whole thing was very, very smart. It was a great way to, to weed out um, which ones were humans still and which ones were the, the dead. What did you guys think about taking a hostage with them? Because we've seen how this cannot go well before. So what did you guys think? I still thought it was smart. Like, that's what I would have done, to be quite honest, because you've got this weird threat now. It's very strange. It's unlike any threat that you've experienced before. So you're going to want to get as much intel as possible. I'm actually kind of surprised in the real world, and I'm saying in the real world uh, of, like, a zombie apocalypse, uh, like, I would think that they would have tried to have captured maybe more than one person because then you can do that whole good cop bad cop thing where you have one in one place another another place and, and you know you can always do that whole thing of like well so and so told me this and then you get one of them to crack i would say a little bit faster so i, I like that yeah. idea not that, like i've ever done anything like that in the past but you know you see it on tv and it looks like it kind of would work. i was gonna say like what are you what are you trying to say i know right <laughs> your times Tell me the truth, damn it, Maddie Fitz. No, but um, but I feel like that works, and I've seen it work on other shows. So that's how it would make sense for me. Instead of just having the one captive, you can kind of use another one to your advantage to get more information. But I did like that they kept one. I mean, it made the most sense, and in the grander scheme of things, uh, if you are comic book knowledgeable, it kind of makes sense who they have. Uh, we can get into that a little bit later. I'm sure Legionnaire can um, spit us some comic book knowledge uh, later on. But uh, I did like that they kept one alive. And I like the whole visual of it all. Because now you legit don't know who is what and what is whom. So uh, you can't just, um, you know, just shoot them in the head. Because then you'll never know. Now you kind of have to, like, you know, shoot them in the leg or something, you know. To make sure they're <laughs> they're um, human or not, right? Yeah, I'm just worried about mm. um, you know. Okay, now you have taken one of them. Um, who is this person? What do they mean to the group? And will they fight to get them back? That's what I was yes. worried about. Well, that that does lead to that kind of predicament. Right. So th there is always that whole. If we do take them hostage, will they fight for this person? And are right, we ready right. for it, that? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we will see. We will see how it goes. Um, so we go back to our fearless, fearless leader, <laughs> Negan. Um, he's going through, you know, the woods and he's going through some towns and he's loving the freedom. And then um, I think he kind of realizes there is nothing left. So, you know, like he kills a few walkers here and there. He, you know, gets some water in the river. Um, but he's genuinely kind of bored. And so he's rummaging through um, an abandoned clothing store. And I died when I, I saw the leather jacket um, sign. I knew right away what he was getting. Um <laughs> He puts on the jacket, and then all of a sudden, some little doggies, <laughs> some little very, very hungry doggies show up, <laughs> and, um, you know, Negan runs away, hides on top of a shelf, they leave, um, and eventually they come back, and he throws a walker on them to distract them and eat the dog, and it was, I couldn't do it, it was so sad, it was, ah! <laughs> I couldn't hear it, I had to, like, close my ears, I, I didn't like it. Um, so, yeah, so Negan just doing Negan stuff. Um, Michonne and the rest of the crew, Daryl and everyone, return to Hilltop, um, and they have Jesus swung over on, um, on a, a horse, which I was like, this is so bad, like, you're just, you just threw him over, like, he just looks so, you know, he's got his butt up in the air, I don't know, I didn't think that was the best way to bring him home. Um, and they have this new prisoner. So, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, you know, Enid's there, Tara, it, everyone is so heartbroken at uh, Jesus being dead. So Daryl um, and Magna take the, this new prisoner to the jail downstairs. And um, Tammy tells Tara that the hilltop will now look to her for leadership. And I was like, Tammy, shut up. <laughs> for me, I was like, girl, like, you don't oh know. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my. Like, let the lady breathe for a second. Uh, was right. I the only one who thought that? I was like, girl, no. shut up. No. I'm like, bitch, why are you sweating me? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a seat? Yes, I know the man is dead. Yes, I know it's fucked up. Yes, I know we got to deal with it. Give me a moment. Right? right? Back like, off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Tara's like, yeah, God. I know. I know. Like, I was like, girl, what the hell? Like, when did you all of a sudden get a voice? Like, I was just like, what is happening? Tammy Rose right. was, was ear hustling. She right? was, she was <laughs> waiting to jump on in. Yeah, she's like, we need justice for Jesus and... You know, Tara's like, yeah, girl, like, I get it. Calm down. <laughs> right. So, um, Daryl throws this girl downstairs in the cell. And uh, Henry's down there still. Because he's punishment. He's on punishment for being drunk. Which I find hilarious still. And, uh, that was right? So he tells Henry, like, you know, Jesus is dead. This is what we're dealing with. Um, Michonne rips off this girl's blindfold. And she's like, no more bullshit. You know, like, tell us, you know, where everybody is type thing. And, you know, she's like, I don't know. Um, she claims not to 
have she doesn't have a name nobody has a name we're all just you know people and you know her group of whispers were good people they're just trying to survive they're part of the the dead now and like it was just really weird the way that this girl was talking um michonne asks her if people know about hilltop because she's like were you following us and she's like well yeah like we were gonna kill you that's what people do now people just kill people like what (laughs) and this girl just begs to be you know left alone and um they give up for now, you know, like whatever. And Michonne tells Daryl and Tara that she's heading back to Alexandria. She needs to deal with shit there. And Tara agrees and tells her that she's going to allow this new group, like Magna's group, to stay because it's what Jesus would have done. <laughs> as, as corny as that sounds, right? You know, this <laughs> what is what we, Jesus would what, do. What would right? Jesus do? right it's hilarious and i feel like that needs to be like so cliche now like that needs to be a thing in the walking dead well jesus would have done this like amen and then so michonne secretly reminds daryl that you know daryl you know what you have to do if she doesn't talk like this isn't gonna become an issue right so yeah so did you guys have any thoughts on um you know, the questioning, there's not much um, to talk about really because she's not really giving us that much to go on. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty, I was, I was pretty sure she wasn't going to reveal anything <laughs> initially, but uh, I knew that, that it wasn't the end of them trying to get information out of her either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we we do find some more information after, but besides this, it's just kind of you know the the town realizing you know like who's dead, what's going on, type thing, and obviously Tammy needs to have a drink. <laughs> so um, back to Luke and my boyfriend. So they're talking about um, the new fair um obviously because luke is was or was a music teacher he loves music and alden thinks oh like music would be a great part of the fair like to integrate into the fair would be really really good and you know they're talking and stuff and then they see one of yumiko's arrows in the tree so you know luke says well once we find a few more of these it'll lead us to probably them or give us an idea of where they are so they follow um they kill this intriguing looking walker who has like another walker <laughs> around his ankle. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, and then they see and hear, hear first, then um, Alden looks. Um, they hear an, like this big herd. And we know that this is the herd that we have seen before. So... Um, it's a little scary to kind of think, at least for me, like, oh, shit. Like, this is that that same herd, you know, what's going to happen to them? You know what I mean? Um, so that was a little scary um, for me, at least, because I'm like, no, no, no. And, you know, Alden was like, should we, you know, turn back? Or, like, Luke says, you know, whatever, it's up to you, dude, like. I'm doing whatever you want to do. And I was like, just thinking to myself, oh no, please turn back. Like, please go back. Please go back. Cause they're like already there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ugh, that was stressful for me at least. 
Very, very much so. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll go back to a huge, um, a huge shock to me, at least. We are in the infirmary, and Sadiq is um, with oh Eugene. Oh my gosh! He puts his <laughs> knee back in, which Eugene didn't even like flinch. <laughs> like really weird. And um, so Eugene's there with Rosita, and oh my god, finally it's going to happen. Eugene <laughs> tells Rosita that he was so scared while he was out there, and. You know, he can't hold it in any longer, and, and, and this is what he needs to do. And he's about to say, like, he's in love with Rosita. And Rosita's like, nope. <laughs> and she runs out of the infirmary. So she's like, I can't do this. I'm so sorry. And she starts throwing up. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, really? Do you hate this guy so much that you're just vomiting? And Sadiq comes out. He's like, are you okay? Like, do you need it? And she's like, oh, my God, no. Like, leave me alone. And, and a yeah, like she says <laughs> that she is pregnant. Bum, oh, bum, and Eugene can hear this. Eugene can hear this in the infirmary, and he is about to like break into tears. So, what do you guys think about this? Bloody motherfucking hell. As soon as she threw up, I knew. I was like, oh my god. They are really going to take it there. Yes, it's but, like uh, a soap opera, and it's cr- and you know what the yeah. funny thing is, Maddie Fitz. I think you and I were the ones that agreed about this. Like when we found out that she was with Gabe, we were like, "Why wasn't she with Sadiq, who's a little bit maybe closer to her age?" It turns out they were, mm-hmm. and they were getting it in literally. Mm-hmm. So it's his baby. It's Sadiq's baby. Yes. So it's it's so it it was it went from being a couple into a love triangle, into a love rumbus with damn Eugene. Right? So we got Gabe, we got Sadiq, and now we got Eugene, all for Rosita. And Rosita's like, y'all aren't good enough for me. <laughs> She's got that killer snatch. <laughs> None of you. She's got that killer snatch. <laughs> right? So it's... Uh, the post-apocalyptic pussy. Right. That limited that limited edition vagina. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I did not expect that. And especially like, girl, you just saw what Maggie just went through. What the hell? Like, what are you doing? No glove, right. no love. And also, how fast did you move on from Sadiq to Gabe? Like, dude, you don't even look pregnant. You know what I mean? Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Well, Maggie didn't look pregnant for like a year and a half, so. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, maybe <laughs> it's something in the water. You know, you don't show as, as soon. I know. Exactly. I know. Crazy. So, um, we go back to Negan, and he finally finds his old home at the sanctuary. And he's looking around. It looks like crap um you know like there's water everywhere there's you know like everything is a mess and um he sees one of his old buddies big richie and he's like oh like thanks for being loyal to the end you know you're so good 
and uh, he really he walks around like he sits at his table and he's like, oh shit, like you know this this is horrible. Like this isn't the place that it used to be. And he's finally realizing that what he once had is really really gone. So, um, he cleans up a bit. He puts you know some chairs down. He puts some couches and stuff like that. And he tells Big Richie that uh, he could get this place back up and running with new people and supplies. And, you know, he says, this is my palace and I let my people down. That was on me. And uh, he goes out and he kills all the walkers in the yard and uh, kills Big Richie in the end. Basically saying, like, you know, like, my time here has really ended. Um, so what did you guys think about Negan coming back to um, the sanctuary and really seeing what was left of it and what he did once have? I thought it was cool. Well, I thought it was natural that he would try to, of course, go to, you know, what he knows. And uh, I thought it was really interesting for him to get there and, you know, be shocked that, you know, it was in, you know, that the place that he knew was just not there anymore. You know, it's like, well, yeah, time, time moved on, you know, and, and start and shit happened. And, you know, it's, it's truly all over for the sanctuary. What about you, Jeffrey? Did you have any thoughts on Negan's revisit? Yeah, I think they did a really good job uh, with it in the episode. In the comic book, it's very different. And uh, I don't know... I feel like what the writers are trying to do, they're trying to advance some sort of redemptive arc for Negan much sooner rather than later. And it could be because we lost a major player, it looks like we're losing another major player... Uh, within the next season or so. So I think they are trying to position Negan into being a main character and a main character that um, is no longer a villain. A main character mm -hmm. that is um, achieving some sort of redemption, achieving maybe even like an anti-hero status. And uh, because they um, dragged out all-out war, I genuinely thought they were they would never be able to redeem Negan. But this season, he has been different. Mm. And with the time jump and him in his cell and the conversations, and even though he he was like asshole-ish at times and and very old-school Negan, you could still sense that there was something different. There were moments where Jeffrey Dean Morgan played Negan differently. And I feel like the character mm -hmm. needed this episode to sort of kind of come to the realization um, visually at something maybe he had already realized before, that the world has changed and that the Negan of old is, is no longer here, basically. And that um, the saviors and the sanctuary no longer exists, and, and it's just him, basically. 
So he needed to learn that, especially if they're going to quote-unquote redeem the character and have this character become a greater presence moving forward. So even though it was a simple story and it literally was just Negan going back to his lair and realizing that no one's there, that, that it's over, it was needed for the character. And I liked what they did with him. Yep. Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. I agree with you, too. I mean, because you're right, there had to be there had to be a spotlight on the fact that there's going to have there's going to be a change in this character. And that was really a really cool way to do it for him to see that, you know, uh, Judith's words rang true. It's like, you know, there's nothing for you out there because if, if you're looking for what you had, that's long gone. <laughs> that's long gone, dude. So. Yeah, this is it. It's time for um, it's time for some you know reexamination of your life. Yep, and I, I agree with you guys, and uh, I really am excited for this new Negan that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I really want to know more about this new personality and how it's gonna be with the new people because we can love him as much as we want to, but it's really up to the characters <laughs> in The Walking Dead, right? So, yeah. So, another um, thing that happened, which I hated, I hated, um, was Aaron. Aaron apologizing to Michonne for, you know, doubting her, saying that Alexandria is self-sufficient enough without Hilltop, and we're fine without them and we're good with being different communities and coming together was wrong. And I was like, no, no. Mm, yeah. I you know, know like I was in, you know, Michonne even said like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that too. You know? Um, but man, like Aaron is, heartbroken right now like his basically his new boyfriend is now dead and it wasn't too long ago that his other boyfriend died like of course Aaron's gonna be doubting himself and and everything and Michonne was just there to say yep you're wrong I was right and I just I hated that I hated that moment um so Michonne goes on next to tell um, Daryl that Alden and Luke are still out there and haven't returned. Um, she, you know, says um, that he should lead um, the effort in questioning this new girl um, to make sure that they don't lose anyone else because this is important. Um, so, yeah, that whole scene, I just, like, was, like, gut-wrenched. I was like, oh, my God, no. Like, poor Aaron. He just lost his arm. He just lost a new boyfriend. Kill me now. <laughs> I was so upset. Um, so, still at Hilltop, um, they also are, you know, in the next scene, they hold a, a funeral for Jesus. Everyone um, gets, uh, a, like, um, a crack at hammering the nails into his coffin. And, um, you know, Daryl looks at everybody and he's he's just enraged. So he rushes down into the jail and uh, he demands this new girl to reveal her identity. And uh, Henry tries to, you know, say, Daryl, stop. Like, 
you know, like, she's just a girl, and he's like, shut up, like, you know, you know, like, you're, you're not in the right place right now, um, he picks her up, slams her against the wall, says, you know, like, are you coming up with a place with walls, and she just snaps back and says, you know, places with walls never last, and then she brings in this new personality of a character that we don't know yet and she says my mom told me you know that we Mm -hmm. needed the dead to stay safe that's how we were going to survive and um you know he asks why your people killed like our people and she's like well we were always going to do that that's what we do now and you know she Mm -hmm. she says you know her name is lydia and she tells him um that her mother left and He's like, it's just her and her mother, and, and, you know, he's like, you're a liar, and she begs for her life, and she's like, you know, please don't kill me, blah, 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 um, and then it was pretty funny, I loved this moment when, you know, Henry is just like, you know, she's just a girl, like, leave her alone, and Daryl's like, you know, you're in this place for a reason, and you'll stay there until you realize to mature, like, you know, until you realize why you're in there. And I was like, yes, Daryl. Yes. Then um, he leaves and he sits outside um, of the window uh, outside of the jail cell. So we can still hear. And Lydia thanks Henry for saving her. And they do introduce themselves. And it's like, oh, yeah, you were so heartbroken by Enid. But now here's this girl named Lillian. <laughs> <laughs> or Lilia, like Lydia, I was like, oh God, here we go. Now here's the new, um, you know, love triangle. So what did you guys think of the whole interrogation? Um, you know, the beef between Henry and Daryl um, and also the new character of this mom. And I'm thinking maybe is the mom going to be like some type of leader um, of this group? What did you guys think of that, Jeffrey? Well, I felt like what Daryl did was almost intentional, right? To like, because of like that conversation with mm-hmm. Michonne where, um, was it Michonne? Michonne was the one that, that told him yeah. that we trust your judgment or something like that, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Although, I mean, let me just say this. I love that conversation because it, it was, um... You know, because it's our people, and and it feels like it's been like a thousand years since we've seen them together. So it was nice that 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 they got a moment together. But I'm like, man, that's like you're shitting all over uh, um, Tara and her judgment because she's supposed to be the leader of this damn community mm-hmm. now, and you're saying right. we need you here because we need your judgment. They need your leadership. I'm like, oh, <laughs> poor Tara. Like, nobody, even Tammy Rose doesn't care about your leadership. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, it, it made me um, laugh inside a little bit. Poor Tara. She's just not getting any love. No respect. No respect. But anyway, back to this. So I feel like Daryl, it was like a setup. And um, Henry mm-hmm. fell right into it because he's, you know, an emotional teenager and, and, and uh, probably still uh, whatever from the night before. So uh, I think he fell right into the trap. Lydia fell right into the trap, even though I, I don't know if I should trust any of what she said besides that her name is Lydia and that she's got a mom. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, and it's going to have them develop a little bit of a bond, which might lead her 
into like confessing a little bit more so i like it i feel like um all that time alone in the wilderness with dog you know has um allowed daryl to to be able to like set a nice little trap for the humans that they fall right into and all of a sudden lydia is going to start spilling her secrets later on i don't think she spilled anything really of, of import in that conversation besides the fact uh, that her name is lydia and that she has a mom though I don't know if we should trust anything else. Yeah. Mm. No, we should we should not trust anything she says. Uh, yes, her mom is someone major. Uh, I don't think it's really a whole lot of secret amongst those who kind of know the story. Um, her her mom will turn out to be Alpha, who is the you know leader of these whisperers and yeah i think that i think it was interesting how uh you know how he started playing you know good cop bad cop with her and, you know without henry even knowing that he was you know he was being drafted into good cop so that he can kind of glean information so i thought that was pretty interesting on on daryl's part it, it did feel very intentional it felt very intentional Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited well, and also, to see, you know... In the comics, go ahead. if I'm not mistaken, uh, Legionnaire, uh, Carl, our, our dear departed Coral, and Lydia are in a relationship? Or are they they get yes. romantical? Okay. Yes, because they, I mean, they do capture, in the comic book, they do capture Lydia, but her connection, you know, she gets connected to Carl. Carl is the one that in, is actually in the comic is the one that ha has the conversation that ends up getting more information from her and things like that. So, you know, clearly they're replacing Carl with Henry. So mm -hmm. it, it looks like that's where it's going to go, but with Henry instead of Carl. Yes. <laughs> And uh, like I was saying, like, I'm I'm super excited um, about, like, what we're going to learn from her and if having her around is a threat, because especially if she's going to be the Alpha's daughter, then, yeah, it's an issue. <laughs> um, mm. So, yeah, so we go back to Lanigan <laughs> and he has found his motorcycle and he's riding his bike down the road. And he crashes it while he sees Judith pointing a gun at him in the middle of the road. So I'm pretty sure she shoots. I'm not too sure, though. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe. I think. <laughs> and was and, that Daryl's motorcycle? I didn't really focus that much. And I, I don't know if I can yeah. really remember it. Was It was his, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it was, yeah. like, behind a wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways... So, um, she's like, you know, like a lot of people are looking for you. And like, I told you I'd shoot you if I saw you again. And it was so funny. And, um, so Negan, you know, stands up and gives her back the stopwatch and, and says that he wants to return to Alexandria because she was right. There isn't anything out there in the world for him anymore. And, uh, I thought that was really, really cute. Um, and I think it's going to be so different now with him being back because he's like there's not much left from my 10 by 10 like you know what I mean like outside those walls like 
and uh, I'm a different person now, basically. And I was like, wow, okay, we have a conscious Negan. So I'm super excited um, to see him coming back and, you know, knowing that people know he's escaped and now he's coming back. It's going to be different. Um, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen and, and what the repercussions are. That's for sure. So back at Hilltop, Enid is on top of the rafters and she's telling Magna that she's worried about uh, Alden. And Magna says, you know, he's in good hands with Luke. He's a survivor. And, um, you know, going back to Alden and and Luke, they're still looking um, for our group. And I wish they had gone back just like I I wanted them to. Um, I was pissed when I saw them like more in depth into the forest. I was so mad because I'm like, oh, okay, this is obviously not good. And mm-hmm. um, they're walking through and they see more arrows and they see a walker coming towards them and they're about to go kill the walker and it stops. And this kind of like scared me for a second. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's just staring at them and it's not moving. And I was like, oh shit. And they kind of look at each other like, what is happening? What is going on? Why did it just stop? And then all of a sudden they look around and more of them are there and they're just stopped. And yeah, like I would be shitting my pants if that were me. And <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, knowing all the long, like, they just, you know, keep walking to you. They want to kill you. And then all of a sudden, now they just stop staring at you. Yeah, that would probably scare the shit out of me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, the one that was in front of them at first tosses um, one of the arrows to them and points a shotgun at them and says, the trail ends here. So... This is a crazy ending because we kind of know who this is. We know that it might be the Alpha, the mom, um, you know, Lydia's mom. And we know that this is not good (laughs) because now they have two of our people. (laughs) So, yeah. What did you guys, um, you know, think of this ending? Any special points that you guys want to mention uh, before we wrap it up? Um, only that it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I'll co-sign I that. I like what they're doing with the whispers because they're mm-hmm. finally kind of bringing back like the horror elements of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because I remember like very early on, like the the earlier seasons, like it was very creepy, and it it was probably because we were kind of like thrust into this world with zombies. And it made each scene, like, very creepy. Like, where's one going to be and that kind of thing. And then, you know, because this is now a long-running series, at some point, the zombies kind of lose their luster. And and it's more so kind of the gross factor of, like, oh my gosh, you know, this one is, is, uh, you know, it's all swampy and it's oozing and, uh, you know, it's it's just half a body or something. So it's more the the kind of like the shock factor of like what they can do with the walkers. And so this is kind of bringing back the spookiness of the series, which is really interesting. I mean, obviously, we know 
they're humans in, in walker skin and, and that kind of stuff. But it's mm. it's so kind of... Um, I've said kind of like 20 billion times, so I apologize, listeners. But it's so out <laughs> of the box for our people that it just is is a shock to them, and, and it brings the, the spooky factor. So I really, really like what they're doing with it, and uh, it, it just makes it much more dangerous out there for our people. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. This uh, this new group, I think, has a lot more... I would say like they're almost like the um, cannibal people, where they're almost mentally ill in a way that they have literally changed... Um, you know, the way that humans should act. Like, you do, you know what I mean? Like, this is a group of people who literally are almost brainwashed into thinking that this is the way of life now or mm-hmm. that this is what should happen or this is the way that people should be or, or you know what I mean? Like, kind of almost like a cult in a way, I guess. Pretty much, um, yeah. It, like, it, it has that vibe to me. Um, so... I'm really intrigued on seeing, like, learning more about them, learning more about their group and their dynamic. Um, So, yeah, I'm very excited, but I'm also very worried for our group. Oh, totally. I think Eugene said it best. I don't remember the exact line, so I'm totally paraphrasing. But it was something to the gist of, like, what kind of batshit crazy people are going to put on Walker skin? Like, that's messy cuckoo stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I know. So um, we are going to choose our MVP of this new episode. So which character impressed you the most? Let us know why. Um, State which character um, impressed you throughout the whole entire episode. If someone has already mentioned the character you were going to choose, you must select a different one. So we only have three people on this podcast tonight. So there's only there are more than three characters in this episode thank really? god um so let's go legionnaire let's go first oh i'm going to I, i'm gonna go with judith little ass kicker um just because i really like how this young actress has stepped into the role and is actually uh, playing it very well um since they're making I, I get the sense that they are turning her, you know, guiding her towards the uh, Carl-ish type of character, you know, so she's going to definitely be wise beyond her years, and I'm and I'm loving that, and she's able to play that very well, and um, her, her interactions with other characters so far has been really cool, so I, I'm digging her quite a bit. Okay, okay. So, Jeffrey. Oh, come on. It's obvious. Tammy Rose. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop For it. getting all up in Tara's face. No. Uh, Negan. Uh, I, I'm i shocked myself. But, uh, yeah, Negan. 
I really love what uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan did in this episode. Come see the softer side of Negan. Who knew? But, uh, well, I kind of said it already when I was sort of um, championing uh, why Negan needed that moment. So um, just listeners, go and rewind and listen to all that. Because for all those Mm -hmm. reasons, that's why I'm giving him the MVP. I just love what they're doing with the character. I'm really interested. I'm intrigued. I'm fascinated. And I'm incredibly curious as to where they're going to go with him next. So uh, I'm here for it. So I'm going to give it to Negan. Okay, Legionnaire, who did you choose again? I chose I chose Judith. Okay, so we got Judith. He chose Judith. Tammy Rose. We got Negan. There are so many people to choose from. Who am I going to choose? <laughs> Sadiq. Honestly, no. Very, very close, <laughs> Jeffrey. Eugene. Because mm. I am so yeah. proud of him for actually finally, finally, finally getting the guts to confess his love after I don't know how many goddamn seasons of us just, oh my god, bang you, like bang her already, like oh my god, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Finally, he builds up the courage to confess his love to Rosita, and he gets <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry, Eugene. You deserve much better, but not really because I've always hated you, but <laughs> Oh my god, I hate Vicious. myself. <laughs> <laughs> like how many times have I said like I just want him to die already and I hate him so much and you know, I remember the how many seasons ago where you guys thought Enid was a spy and mm. I was just so hung up on Eugene being the asshole who was going to betray everyone and yeah so very oh. very sad for Eugene but at the same time you know it's funny it took you too long you you waited on the sidelines and now she's pregnant yeah remember when <laughs> with Enid, your doctor yeah. remember when Enid was a wolf right right mm, yeah shout out to Deidre right maybe Deidre is the wolf all right, well, guys, we are going to rate this episode. How would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 Walker heads? The point system is allowed, you know, 8.5 or whatever. If you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a 10, you may grant it the coveted Golden Walker. So, Jeffrey. Okay, well, we're going to start off high. And it's been a while, I feel like, besides maybe some of the more milestone-y type of episodes of uh, the season, um, that I've that I've given really a high mark for, for a normal episode. Well, I guess this is a milestone episode in, in a sense, because it is the, the mid-season premiere. But I'm going to come in at a nine and a half. And, and I was entering this podcast already in like the nine range, but I think I talked myself up. So a, a solid episode, a very good episode, uh, suspenseful at times, uh, interesting revelations, and uh, overall just a, a really good, uh, true-to-form or even back-to-form episode of uh, The Walking Dead. I find myself, or I found myself at the end of uh, this episode, really uh, pumped for the rest of the season, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going on this journey. So I'm going to give it a nine and a half. That was high. That was very high. (laughs) I know. Bring us back (laughs) down, Maddie Fitz, if you want. So we don't end it on a low note. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Legionnaire. 
I really love this episode too, but I want to, I, I want to give it some, I want to give the rest of the season something to shoot for. So I gave it an eight. Um, I, I, I loved a lot of, um, I didn't hate anything about the episode. I really, really did like it, but I just want to, uh, yeah, I don't want to go too high yet. I am jealous of Legionnaire's restraint. I have none. <laughs> All right. I am going to be giving the episode <laughs> an eight. <laughs> I was going to go 7.5, but I was like, you know what? After reviewing this, there was a lot of things that I really did like and really did surprise me. And I love the new characters. Um, I'm really, really loving Magna and um, Yumiko and Luke. I, I really do like those mm. characters. Um, and yeah, like there's a bunch of twists and turns and new people. And I just, I like it. I like new things and I like new challenges and new threats. I think this is what the show needed um, to also gain more viewers um like we talked about before how the show was declining in viewers and ratings and stuff i think having a new challenge a new villain really really um does something for the show so um you know we went from you know the walking dead to having a new villain or a new challenge or a new threat every you know every season or every other season um and we had basically negan for like a few seasons so um, having something new, I think, is going to allow The Walking Dead to actually become more interesting and better rated. So it's an eight because I'm excited for what this can be. So please, please, please join us next time for a brand new installment of The Rambling Dead. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Rambling Dead. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for The Rambling Dead and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, Ramblers. Good night, Ramblers. Be well. Be safe out there. <laughs> Watch your back. Right. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's so good to be back. Download new episodes of The Rambling Dead every Tuesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Good night, and please, Legionnaire, take us out. All right. Well, as we saw, Negan broke out of jail and no one got murdered. Now, will Hilltop be so lucky if the Whisperers come for Lydia?